0: Welcome to Millennium Live, a Digital Diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live. Today, I have a very special guest. We are joined with Nick Van Weardenberg, who is the founder and the CEO of Wrangle. Hi, Nick. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Hi, thanks for having me here.
1: I'm so curious to hear more about Wrangle, and I really want to start from the beginning. So can you just tell me what does digital transformation mean for Wrangle, And I guess for you too.
0: It's a good question because the word can mean a lot of different things for different people. In short, I, for me, digital transformation is what you need to do as a business to compete in a digital economy. So it's thinking about things digitally first. It's about finding new customers through digital means. It's not just servicing your existing clients Digitally, but really being a digital business and as uh, digital, you know, really increases in all avenues of our, our lives, companies have to transform to operate like a digital business. So just implementing, you know, new software solutions and apps and, you know, uh, doing things with your old management structure and your old way of working isn't going to be competitive in the future. So digital transformation is, is building the digital platforms and products, but most importantly, the operating model that allows you to listen to customers and markets and continuously create digital value in the market.
1: Right. So based on that, how would you say that Wrangle helps organizations really transform?
0: So everything we do is based upon our, our core pillars of, um, of what we do from a digital perspective. And we specialize in building customer experiences and front end applications, You know, the, the touch point of users. So if you really want to be a digital first company and you want to be more customer centric and you want to prioritize what you work on, you want to do something where you create teams that can listen to customers, build what they need, uh, come up with uh, hypotheses, test them, learn. You want to become a learning organization and you want to learn in market uh, with your customers uh, through these digital channels. So we specialize very deeply in all the core touch points of building a next generation customer experience, digital experience periods platform for our clients, and uh, whether that's front-end technology, design systems, cloud-native, anything that really is best-in-class enablement for being a digital-first customer centric company. And we build out these capabilities, we have communities of practice, and then what we do is we partner with our clients in their core business to help them transform by bringing the operating model to them, as opposed to you know, doing consulting and leaving them with PowerPoint decks and running classes, we actually bring the outcome and work side by side with our clients to create the outcomes they're looking for.
1: Wow, that's wonderful. So, you know, I'm curious because transformation is definitely not easy and I'm sure it comes with its own challenges and problems. Could you say there are some common challenges or common problems that occur at the beginning of transformation?
0: I could go on for hours, probably. Um, (laughs) You know, decision making is really hard. Judgments hard. Um, you know, understanding customers is hard. You know, everything is actually fairly uh, difficult when you're trying to innovate and, and build new digital products. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the the foundations of of a digital transformation or any kind of transformation is having the culture, the expectations, and the permission for people and the experience for people to work in the in a new way. You know, so culture—you have to have a, a culture that sort of um, is not afraid to fail, that is learning centric, that's uh, you always teaching, growing, and learning. Uh, you want to have a customer centric culture. You want to have the uh, team members with the skills to do this work in this new way, and you want them to develop the experience doing it. So you lock in the culture and the mindset of, of working in this way digitally. So you've got skills, culture, and mindset. And that's very, very hard to do because if people haven't done the work, if they haven't worked in a modern digital operating model in a transformed state, it's very easy for that to be rolled back. You have one you know, a VP change within a company. Um, you have some any idea tends to get you know, too much feedback and, and sort of it gets squashed because there's no clear ownership for teams to solve problems for clients. You know, there's always someone else who has to uh, review something. So what seems to make sense statically uh, is doesn't make sense dynamically, where you have to move fast at internet time and listen to customers, build and test. So it's it's really the biggest challenge is to get the experience working in this model so it sticks. Right. And you to do that, you have to create the permission, the enablers, and remove the friction in the organization that stops people from moving to this uh, model. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting um, concept in uh, transformation and change, behavioral change, that when you push people to change, it's, it's they're under tension all the time and they'll revert back. But if you remove the blockers to change, then people will change naturally because there's less tension in changing. So rather than sort of trying to push an organization to change, to create the space for the organization to change by partnering with a company that works in that model is how we think about it. And that's where the, um, without that experiential learning, that immersion changes is pretty superficial. And um, often companies don't know why they're failing, but it's because they they really just haven't evolved far enough, fast enough. And um, that's the experience gap.
1: So what roadblocks really happen while the transformation is underway then?
0: A couple of really good examples are um, capacity to to do the work because organizations are uh, operationally efficient. So they prioritize for capacity, not for the ability to get the work done quickly. So you have a team that's building a new experience for a company's customers. But every time they need to do something, they have to go talk with multiple other teams in the organization those other teams in the organization have different priorities so what happens is oh we need to do this well you know we're that's not our priority this quarter maybe we'll get to it next quarter so there's all these little death by a thousand cuts that happen and getting the full alignment and a fully capable enabled team to do the work and make the changes that needs to be invested in so creating creating the capacity on a team so the team has what it needs when it needs it and they can move as fast as possible.
1: So, I'm curious now, where do you think organizations typically get stuck on their digital transformation roadmap? Is there a specific location or not necessarily?
0: They get stuck everywhere. And, um, you know, most of it is in the fundamentals. So, there's always a reason not to do something or to not give up a certain amount of um, responsibility. Um, to not go far enough because it is, it's is—it's a change. So you're moving from a, an, an environment of decision-makers in control, that's your sort of pre-transformation state, to a environment of autonomous teams that solve customer problems. To do that, you have to trust the teams are gonna solve the right problem. So your strategic planning process needs to let the teams be autonomous and, and solve customer problems. They have to give higher level goals which is a completely different model of strategic planning because uh, most companies are too risk averse. So they want to have concreteness. Right. And then you have to be able to give feedback back up to executives. So executives have to give high level guidance and they've got to get uh, value metrics back from the teams. Once you've got teams that can work and generate value quick enough and communicate that back through the organization, then your executive governance process can support that model. But it's a bit of a transformation chasm. So, you know, the, the senior leaders have to understand how the teams are going to work and trust it. And the teams have to be given the, the permission to do that. And any of the organizational infrastructure needs to be updated to support it. So there's these pressures to uh, resist the change. And then you have a lot of people in the middle, middle management, which actually, you know, it doesn't fit to that team-based model because there are translation layers that work in a slower cadence. They don't work on that real-time, you know, um, customer-centric team model.
1: Right. So do you think it is possible to undergo a successful successful digital transformation without the buy-in of the entire organization?
0: It's it's really about experiencing, experience and understanding. And then it's about making the hard decisions to, to sort of you know, get to that stage. But most people are bought in, they're just not bought in in their backyard. So like the, everyone agrees with digital transformation and agile transformation, but there's always, but, but not this, but not this, but not this. And so the negotiated sort of path, it's never thorough enough and it's never complete enough. And uh, there's, there's too many gaps, too much of the, the wrong models, the wrong decisions, the wrong skill sets. And uh, everyone's bought in, but everyone doesn't really understand what the path is, or, or what um, you know, what's a good decision, what's a bad decision, and then following that transformation journey.
1: So, how can risk-ready executives convince the more risk-adverse people or their counterparts to really believe in and support the transformation?
0: Well, we're seeing now, and this is exciting, that there's a lot more digital-savvy executives in most companies. So. Every uh, three years, you know, you have new executives, some executives retire, people move across companies, people get promoted, and uh, I think we're seeing, like, from six years ago, it's a much more digitally savvy leadership team and structure, so organizations have evolved an incredible amount in the last six years. So now if you have a, a risk-ready executive, they can be pretty successful because uh, there's been a lot of groundwork that's been laid over the last six years. But what they need to do is is find a level of independence from the rest of the organization and uh, to understand what that looks like and how to achieve it. And there's a, you know, a few strategies that we uh, strongly recommend for that. One is you want to separate your customer experience layer from the rest of your uh, sort of infrastructure. So you, know, you want to have a, a separate customer experience layer in your organization that could be fully responsive to customers and markets. And then you need to enable the service level agreements between those customer experience teams throughout the rest of the organization. So pick a core problem that you want to solve and then partner with a company that can help you transform and solve that problem end to end. So you're, you're not compromising on the end state. You know, you're you're truly getting to a digital first high performing team. Define what that looks like within your organization. And once you have that end to end transformation done on a small slice of your business, then you can start to scale it. But what happens is companies try to solve at the executive level and then push it down. And it never quite works because there's too many activities within a large company that undermine the progress because people seem bought in. They seem to understand it and they agree with it. But as soon as it touches their normal way of working, they're uncomfortable and they, they avoid that.
1: So I'm really curious. How does culture play a role in this entire transformation? Maybe for organizations as a whole, or just maybe some organizations.
0: So there's a there's a great um, a, a few really interesting books on culture that have come out in the last few years. One is the Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, and uh, the other one is uh, Do uh, Culture's um, What You Do, Not Who You Are by Ben Horowitz, and It's all about teams and high-performing teams that are well-positioned to learn and solve problems. And from a cultural perspective, a culture of continuous learning and growth and education, and um, that really creates the ability to to grow teams and solve problems. Uh, Most organizations aren't well-structured for that. And it's really, it's an investment in that capability and using teams and customer outcomes as your core measure and your core incentives within an organization because otherwise that's not the, the priority. So culture really is you know, how you work and, and how you, uh, what you value within an organization. And so if you value teams over individuals and these uh, team-based results over individual results, that starts giving you a digital first culture. But the challenge with that is it undermines a lot of the uh, incentive structures and the decision making and the priorities of of the larger organization.
1: I don't want to keep you too long today, and I know I've asked you a bunch of questions already. so I just have one final question for executives that are possibly looking to go through this. Do you have three key takeaways really, that they should know about digital transformation either if they're starting it or maybe currently going through the process?
0: The first is is time box it. If you're going to be digital first, which is the goal of digital transformation, you're going to be customer-centric, digital first, focused on customer experience. You need to time box it. If you can't get to market within three months, and you can't, you know, update your, your digital solution and market on a weekly basis, then you can't bring data back into your organization. You can't be digital first. So, you know, I've talked with a lot of companies and their digital transformation. In their agile transformation, has them working on 18 month and 36 month timeframes, and and you know the, the it feels to them intuitively, their intuition's wrong. So shipping faster seems riskier, and it's the opposite of that. So you need to be in market, and you need to be fast in market, and you have to to do that. You have to have strong quality and um, and foundational capabilities, but you need to be a lot faster. So anything over 12 weeks as a unit of measure of getting something to market and getting feedback means that you're gonna do the wrong kind of transformation. The second one is to take a small slice of the business and get it working end-to-end in that model. So don't set up another digital factory. they are almost all failures. Uh, Don't set up another innovation group. Um, Take a core business problem within your organization and solve it end-to-end and transform it and partner with someone who will help you do that Um, then start looking at how you can scale it because when you take one problem end to end you identify all the secret hidden sort of blockers that are undermining the transformation effort otherwise everybody's is is, you know checking everything is green and they're all on board and everything's moving forward then you find another three years have passed and there's been no transformation so you know you have speed the second one is go end to end with a smaller uh, portion of the um, of the process. The third is is quality. Quality always gets missed. Everything has to be high quality because if if you're digital first and you're an end state digital transformation, you're shipping all the time. You're learning all the time. Quality can't be compromised. There's very few companies that make a uh, an appropriate commitment to quality. So you've got your speed. You know you've got your um, your sort of slice of the business, you've got your quality, and then the last one is learning. People feel the more they plan, the more they de-risk things. That's actually the opposite. So again, it goes completely against intuition, but you do a lot better if you prioritize learning over planning. And so now you're going very, very fast. You've picked a small end-to-end slice of your business. You're not compromising on quality and you're prioritizing learning over planning. Those four things are enough to successfully transform almost any company. Those four things are probably never done, so.
1: Well, thank you. And I hope that all the executives hear that and we are going to make sure to put it out so they do. But thanks, Nick, for joining me today. This was wonderful hearing not only about Wrangle, Wrangle, but also about digital transformation. And we hope to have you back on here soon.
0: All right, well, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to the Millennium Live podcast. New episodes every Monday. If you have interest in participating in a discussion like this one, feel free to reach out to us. Email info at mill-all.com.